That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobber Knocker Podcast. As always, is Nelson Mania. Alongside for the ride is a man that, well, knock, knock. Who's there? Josh who? JC. Who the fuck is Josh? By the way, um, I will say, and I, I saw our voice picked it up uh, when uh, Bethy called all Edge Adam. I literally immediately said, I'm like, who the fuck is Adam? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a joke that keeps on running, folks. Keeps on yep. running. So there's a lot to talk about here. This week, not a lot of positive. Sorry, there is some big positives. I, think. I was going to say, I, I actually have more positives this week than I thought I would um, wow. overall. But it's rumble season, WrestleMania. And when it's rumble season, I feel like there's just more exciting things because everyone feels like a contender and everything here and there. I think there's that little extra. But for me, I have to start the show in only one way. And that's obviously the shine. Always in the shine, much like Mandy Rose. But da, 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 da. The Alpha Academy are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. We've been talking about the past month or so how we'd like them to be the team to throw an RK Bro. I don't know if we expected it to happen on Monday. I kind of thought this would be the match that sets up the match like WWE likes to do, but I did kind of like the surprise finish because the crowd was stunned. The crowd was angry because RK Bro was still over like Rover, but I love this because I think Chad and Otis have looked great since coming to Raw. They've been one of the teams or individuals that have benefited the most from the draft, I feel like, because their stock just went to a whole new level when we got there. We know Randy Orton absolutely loves Chad Gable. And it was funny, uh, Chad Gable actually brought up on Twitter the last time American Alpha uh, pinned him before for championships. So I thought that was actually pretty cool. Um, but to see the Alpha Academy as champions, I love because I think Otis has come a long way. I think Gable is just continues to be that steady hand that when he's given an opportunity, I think he excels. Um, but yeah, this is obviously a big moment because right before the Rumble now, RK Bro no longer has the gold. Maybe Riddle Randy is the plan at Mania and they're breaking up or who knows, but it certainly uh, surprised me a little bit that it happened this quick. Do you really think three months from now we're going to be talking about Randy versus Riddle? I just don't know if yeah. we're going to be able to make it that long. Yeah. WWE does that all the time, bro. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying. You know? I look at it like that because it's hard. It's it's hard to keep Well, I would attention. assume like through the Rumble, like maybe they'll have some disagreements. They'll tease it. Maybe during the Rumble they have a disagreement. Then their rematch will probably come at one of the events in between the Rumble and WrestleMania. So that gets us there. And then maybe the turn happens at one of those pay-per-views or something or on a Raw. So they can definitely slow play the fuck out of this thing because they did seem to like – you know, they did seem to be in an okay place. Obviously, Randy trying to get Riddle to focus, but it will be interesting to see who's the one who flips because um, Randy's the obvious one. But it just like, as we saw with something else this week on Raw, maybe they surprise you with the other way because Riddle as a heel would be very, very unique and interesting. I just don't think, I just don't think for me, you'd get the most mileage out of the situation for WrestleMania. Like, if you're willing to take that chance for a SummerSlam or you're willing to take that chance for like something else, that's fine. But 
I don't know, when it's mania season, you got to put your best heel and your best baby face. And honestly, Randy's the best heel and Riddle's the best baby face. I mean, that's really what it I, comes no, I, agree, to. I agree. I agree. But I, I just think that, I mean, I think this match, if it does, if it is penciled in for WrestleMania, could probably be a show stealer for sure, because we know Randy has some of the uh, great matches at WrestleMania. We know Riddle is just a guy that the last year or so has just developed into one of the best guys on our TV. So I'm excited for it either way, but I'm also very, very happy for the Academy. Hashtag team no neck. If you watched them on Instagram, <laughs> that was hysterical. There's a photo out there. Check it out. Hash team. Ha- yeah. Cause they were working on like neck exercises or something. It was, is ridiculous, but I was very excited for them. Something else that I, I want to put in the shine right off the bat. We already talked about it. Kind of knock, knock who's there. I, I, <laughs> I chuckled at it and everybody gave me shit on Twitter when I said, what are we going to tell next week? Yo mama jokes. But my joke was, is I don't think there's any more things to sell here. Like you can, you can, you can make a, an argument, I guess. But the fact that he's saying to him, I'm sorry, it's not my fault you were nothing until now. Like, I love that. I thought that was great. Like, I'll do respect aside, I'll do respect aside, knock, knock, who's Lashley. The only thing I wish that was different about this entire segment, besides obviously Danny Grimwood saying, you know, that uh, Brock's fashion choices were a little odd, which I still love. Um, by the way, sidebar, imagine if the fashion police were still around and they were dissecting Brock's <laughs> out. So It'd good. be fucking hysterical. Oh, it'd be, be so hysterical. Good. Anyway, that's beside the point. So what I was trying to get at was all I wanted from this particular thing. Again, everybody loves trash talk. Everybody loves his shit. But I felt like Lashley fell off a little bit. Like Brock had the upper hand the entire time. And of course, we can talk about the Hurt Business thing or not. That's kind of irrelevant, I guess. But what I really wanted to focus on was Lashley didn't get enough in. Lashley didn't say enough. He was just kind of being like stoic in a way of like, I want to do this the right way. I want to kick your ass, yada, yada, yada. All he had to say, in my opinion, JC, was, well, you went, you, you weren't here for the last 15 years. You know what I mean? Like you weren't, you weren't here. You took a sabbatical because you, you know, you took your ball and went home. Meanwhile, I was still kicking ass everywhere I went and I became a champion everywhere else. Then I came here. So it's not my fault. You know what I mean? Like defend himself a little bit. But the fact that it's like, who the hell are you, Bobby Lashley? I, I just feel like if Lashley said that to Brock, you'd laugh and you go, what the fuck is his problem? But when Brock says that to Lashley, it feels like it is sort of taking away just a little bit of his credibility in this. And I know when he made like, I think I honestly, I, I think that's the point. I think it, it works because Brock is right. Like he went to UFC, became the world champion in the number one MMA promotion. He comes back here whenever he wants, becomes a world champion whenever he wants where Lashley, like, sure. He won like the impact title, but I don't believe he ever won gold in Bellator or anything. Like he, he didn't make it to the mountaintop, but I, you pretty much made the argument of why your tweet was fucking stupid, Nestlemania. Because you know what else they have to do in this feud? Bring Lashley back up. Get Lashley's comeuppance. They didn't want to give it all up in one week, so they'd have nothing left to do. So it was this, this was Brock's mic drop. Because guess what, Nestlemania? I know Brock's been everywhere the last couple of weeks. My guess is we might not see Brock again till the Rumble, which means next week is going to be a heavy MVP Lashley carrying the load week. That's probably why they threw in the stuff that I'm not going to mention right now because it pissed me off. Um, but probably to give us a little extra for somebody to beat up next week when Brock probably isn't there. So that's my guess is now the next two weeks are going to be Lashley trying to get his shit back to prove that he does belong with Brock. But I think a big reason of why this match will be good is because Brock is pretty much saying, I don't respect you. So in that match, Lashley's going to have to make him respect him, which I think is very compelling. I, I mean, the match is already there. That's, that's the thing I'm, I'm sitting there. When we've talked about this over and over again when they do storylines. You've already got me, and I get it. You need video package sound bites. You need all this random shit. I understand. You need to do stuff. But I don't know how much more you can do in the next two, three weeks. I think, like you said, 
Brock doesn't have to do anything else. And I, I think, honestly, where Brock's going to head up over is over to SmackDown to, you know, make fun of more Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's where he's headed. I think you keep poking the bear, you keep poking the bear, and I think the bear's going to bite you at the Royal Rumble. I think that's what's going to happen. That's how I feel about it. Because, again, I've talked about this over and over again. And maybe it, maybe it's just because it's a prop and it doesn't really matter. But you look at that championship that Brock's holding, his nameplates are still not on it. Nobody can make the argument that they haven't made the Brock Lesnar side plates. They exist. Every time he comes out, it's just the WWE logo on that, which makes me think, and if you look at it, did the same thing to The Miz. If they aren't sticking around with it, they don't bother putting the, the side plates on it, which makes me think Brock Lesnar is losing that to Lashley. They, they might also be doing that to fuck with you. Um, you know, you know, because who knows, maybe he shows up with side plates next week. But, you know, and obviously, yeah, it's very, it's very much a possibility. It does feel like that one of these world champions is going to lose at the Rumble because the other one may actually win the Rumble to then challenge the other one. So it's whether does Brock lose and Brock wins the Rumble and takes on Reigns or in some alternate universe, does Brock cost Reigns and Seth wins the title? And then all of a sudden you have Roman having to enter the Rumble to face Brock. So it does seem like they're setting that up. I also still think the most likely scenario is that they probably both just retain because the way I look at these title switches is you don't need to pull a big move like that at the rumble because you have the rumbles, but you also have events in between that you try to make interesting. It is possible that they both retain there and then maybe Brock drops it leading into WrestleMania at some point, because you do have a couple more months there that you, where you do want to make compelling shit leading into WrestleMania. Whereas if it's just cut and dry, like Brock loses and wins the rumble, then it's like, okay, he could disappear for a few months and come back to, for the build to mania. Sure. But I think, I think it, I also think we got to consider that even if this is a short term thing, it might not end at the rumble is my point. So I think it's either way. I think they've built themselves an incredibly compelling storyline around both those world titles. Brock has been fucking amazing. Like you mentioned, the jacket on SmackDown was super hot fire. Like I want it. I want to wear that. I want to be cool. Like Brock, he's the man. So it just, everything about Brock right now has been an absolute home run. Then on SmackDown, JC, we get to, you know, Brock talking about all this cool stuff and like how he wants to have the double titles and let's face each other tonight. And of course, not on my show, not on my watch, all that shit walked away and the jilted lever, the whole thing of uh, Paul Heyman, like, don't talk to him like that. What do you mean don't talk to him like that? It's like an ex-girlfriend meets the new ex-girl, you know, the new girlfriend. I loved it because all I could think about was we're not done. We're not done by a long shot with a special counsel at all. Yeah, no, it's fascinating what's happening with Heyman because I thought, like, Roman was kind of sympathetic towards Paul a little bit in this promo, too. And Paul kind of, like, liked it where just you could, it was like, man, they really might pull this switch back where Paul ends up back with Roman at some point. So they've, they found a way, like, even though they freaking, they've beaten the shit out of this storyline for the better half of a year now, it's still so compelling because all three of these guys are so good. This relationship is so good. The photos of seeing Paul next to Brock and like the freaking like 20 year thing with like him with the title for like 20 years ago till now is such a cool photo to show you that like the loyalty Paul really has had to him and how it like really like magnificent the storyline has been the fact that he had been with Roman and now he's you know what I mean so everything about this is still gold there's definitely something there we probably all are in agreement that this will be the last match on Wrestlemania weekend between these two for one of those titles because someone's going to drop it at some point it's just how are we going to get there how is this going to play out but it just it just is it's been so well done and all three of these guys deserve all the credit in the world for it I don't know how much more I can say about it because I just think 
you know, you keep talking about how great Brock's been, how wonderful Brock's been, but it's really in a different stratosphere, JC. It's really different. I don't know how to explain it. He's just been so different lately, and I, I, he's always in our shine. There's not one thing we can say badly about Brock Lesnar, and we've never said anything about, about, about you know, Roman, it seems, too, and I mean, we might as well throw that in the shine, too, is, man, getting that knock of da-da, da-da, and then, of course, Seth rolls in at the end. Mm-hmm. I went, wow, okay, like, we're making the effort to go above and beyond here for, you know, for the Rumble, which, again entices you people send out that report we don't talk about the dirties a lot but they say you know seth was supposedly supposed to win that fatal four-way that's the original thing i don't know how you feel about it but do you think seth rollins needs the world championship at this point it's it's weird with this because i was so torn by this obviously it's exciting anytime we have roman and seth but to have it be kind of like the side piece to the like the brock roman feud which is still the main feud it's just a little weird because now we have what we only have like a couple weeks here to build a, a Seth Roman feud that they've been laying breadcrumbs all throughout the year, which granted this could just be like a little quick one. And then we get the big feud, whether it's at some other point down the line, like these two could fight a million times and it wouldn't matter, but it did catch me by surprise, but it is exciting. Cause you know, this match will be good. And it, it, the reason why I think they had to go with Seth is because they had to pick challengers for these champions that are so believable that both could lose and you could easily see their opponents going into WrestleMania as the championship, because I think it just makes everything more compelling. And so I just, I think Seth was the perfect guy to plug and play for that one because they can do it as a one-off and like they can have these guys feud over SummerSlam later in the year. And this wouldn't hurt at all because like we said, there's so much history there and this could just be a little extra piece to that history. Um, so I do, I did think it was well done. Cause I was thinking when they were doing this, I'm like, man, I was trying to think, I'm like, unless if they bring back like a Goldberg, which whatever, none of us really want to see that. I'm like, there's not too many guys that can plug and play that are active right now. That would make it really believable. But Seth was the guy that made the most sense. So right when they did, I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's, that makes a lot of sense to me. But like I said, it is a little torn because we're getting kind of like a, a quick little mini feud with him. And it's, they're not really like the main the thing, but it's still, it's, it's so compelling right now. I think between, with these two titles, which is what you want during this time of year. I mean, it's rumble season, you know, and we can talk about, you know, you know, anything you want really here, but it's funny that you said it's rumble season. So it does come up. I am excited for this. I want to put this, I was almost going to give it in my comeback and I thought about it, but we can bring it up here. Mickey James gets to be mm-hmm. in the Royal rumble. I think that's a very cool thing here. Now, a lot of people, I think you included JC have said it's probably to make up for garbage gate. It's probably, uh, you know, like a solid because they want her in the Hall of Fame sometime. They want to keep in the good graces. The relationship's still there, not be, uh, you know, frozen, essentially. And she's a conduit to a lot of special people. She's a conduit to a lot of NWA. She's a lot, you know, to Impact. She's got a lot of reach, you know, and she's definitely, a, a, you know, a worthy person. So I'm curious what you thought. Uh, and as well as this whole, like, everybody losing their mind about the forbidden door bullshit. Well, I, like everyone else in the world, popped like crazy when I saw this because this is fucking awesome. Mickey James is one of the most decorated superstar, women superstars they've had, um, especially through that Divas era. Like her and Trish are one of my favorite storylines, period, of all time. It was incredible. I'm always going to have a soft spot for Mickey James. She obviously, like, you know, in her older years here in WWE, didn't have maybe the best run. She had some cool moments with, like, Alexa and stuff, but she never really got that legit run that people wanted. So and the way that she let go, was let go by WWE, was really shitty. Um, but it did seem like that was the work more of like one person who was pretty much fired for it. 
And so I do definitely see this as a way of, I see this as like a perfect storm. WWE is very short in the women's department in the rumble because of a lot of the releases they've made between injuries, obviously now losing Sasha, you have Tony storm just walking out. Like that's a lot of your upper echelon talent just gone. So it's like, how are we going to fill this thing with star power? And so it's like one of those things It's like, well, it presented a great opportunity. We can bring in one of our most decorated women's champions ever. Who's actually holding the championship, in another promotion, which always gets people's fucking like, panties like all excited like all oh, yeah. excited in the pants pants tent city um for sure and so i think it's just a perfect storm of all these things the forbidden door thing like it's just it's so it's so silly to me this is a more of a mickey james thing than a forbidden door thing but i will say this mickey james thing judging by the reaction to it wwe isn't fucking dumb they could they might they probably looked at it now like okay yeah this mickey james thing was more about mickey james but Maybe this truly does is kind of like that bridge to that quote unquote forbidden door that people love. Cause I think, I mean, we talked about this kind of like through the week, like in the chat and stuff and you brought it up is like the rumble is a perfect opportunity for this kind of stuff. Cause it represents a one-off. That's why you're getting the Johnny Knoxville. That's why every year there's always these random things. That's so if there's ever a time for someone from another promotion to pop up and just make an appearance and have like a short showing, it, it'd be like the rumble because they're obviously not going to lead into a feud in WrestleMania with these guys because the WWE has so much talent. They're not paying them. And the other company might, you know what I mean? So it just, yeah. it's, but I do see like, yeah, sure. This could be a bridge to maybe an appearance like that from one of your favorite stars from somewhere else. Probably not AW. Let's, let's probably slow that roll. It's that not AW. No, I would say there is a, well, a point zero, 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 one percent chance of that ever happening. But I do think this is an awesome thing for everyone, especially for Mickey, because Mickey's awesome. And yeah, I do think it, this uh, part of this is like kind of mending it because they definitely want her in the Hall of Fame. She should be in the Hall of Fame. Like I would think her and Maurice are getting close to probably getting to there as some of the candidates. Cause you look every year, the people they they've uh, put in, I would think those two are pretty high on the list. So maybe one of those comes this year uh, with both kind of being featured here uh, during rumble season. But I mean, this is just, this is awesome for everything. Everyone involved. It's a win for WWE. It's a win for Mickey James. It's a win for impact. It was a big win, uh, win for their pay-per-view last Saturday because uh, Mickey main evented with Deanna Perrazzo and hard to kill. They had a hell of a match and Mickey retained. And I'm pretty sure their views went way up because of this too. Sure. So it's a win, 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 win. And I just want to say very quickly for people that are thinking about the forbidden door, you know, you know, sit there and, you know, mental masturbate all you want about it. But the, the issue is really, I mean, what it comes down to folks is like logistics. Just think about logistics. How, how do you, how do you get that to, to, to work? It doesn't make any sense. Like there's a reason why a lot of promotions don't have interpromotional shows. Well, my guy's got to win my, my champion. She has to, you know what I mean? Like there's just too much shit to go around, but like, the only other thing I could think of besides the Royal Rumble, and if like somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, Nestle, you're wrong," because Johnny, not you know, John Moxley showed up or whatever. Yeah, it's a one off. It's the Rumble. The Rumble's been doing that from like day one. Literally, they just have some random person in there. You're like, "Oh shit, Booker T came back." Oh shit, Carlito was in it last year. Yeah. He never showed up again. Yeah, it was just that's the perfect opportunity. It's not a forbidden door, but like, you stop, stop with the forbidden door stuff with the WWE. Like, if it happens, great, wonderful, but it's not going to be something that like continues it's not going to be a feud like the only thing i could see that even remotely resembles anything like this jc is if you have an open challenge for the united states championship or something and mm -hmm. it's a one-off and somebody comes in and loses or whatever that's the only thing i can think of you know that really makes any sense because then you get your digital exclusive about how great it's back and then they go back to where they went that's it that's all you can yeah, do and then i, I could have brought this up in the thread to those guys and i'll say it again here but like 
the WWE was doing this kind of stuff, forbidden door, quote unquote, stuff for everyone. They did it with the Cruiserweight Classic and the Mayan Classic. They had unsigned people from all over the world and different promotions coming in. Like Zack Sabre Jr. and Kota Ibushi were wrestling under the WWE umbrella as part of that Cruiserweight Classic tournament. And sure, like some of them led to signings, like the Cedric Alexanders and the Mia Yims got contracts off of it. But a lot of them just went back to where they were. So it just, it's something they've done before, but it's like, it's more of like that Rumble thing or a specialty tournament or like an open challenge, like something that can be very one-off-y where it's like a really cool thing, but then it's like, it's not going to lead to this giant thing. It's just like, that's why the expectations with AEW and Impact were so insane too, because it's like, you think Impact, AEW is going to let Impact superstars come in here and beat theirs? No, they wanted to have the two fucking idiots falling around Kenny Omega and they wanted Kenny Omega to hold a fucking championship everywhere to boost him. And Impact was like, sure, we just want to leech off your ratings because we need a little help. So it, it kind of worked out for them. But the, with the WWE, this one's even bigger because... I mean, freaking! It just this, the reach is, this is really yeah. cool. The reach it's is really bigger. cool. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool. But I just wanted to throw that in there because again, it's a topic of conversation and everybody wants to talk about it. And I understand, but I sometimes think to like, I get that you're excited and I want you to be excited. And I don't want to be the adult in the room, but like, come on. You yeah, know, no, like, that's the thing. It's like you can be excited for something, but you, like you get these next level things that you're thinking about in your head. You set yourself up for disappointment. Right. That's just what it is. It's great to dream. We have a hope segment. We do it every week. But it's like you also understand. It's like you got to be careful not to get your hopes too high because then they're never going to reach you and you're going to be eternally disappointed. But so what I'm doing and the way I'm approaching this, I'm just going to enjoy this. If we get a surprise in the men's, I'll pop for it like I always do. But I don't think it goes much beyond that. But I think it's certainly like Mickey James is the person that kind of, you know, opened your stupid fucking door so maybe if they do one off round like you know this could be part of it which I think is cool but again don't think that you're going to be like Moose Roman Reigns at Wrestlemania who the fuck is Moose Moose comes out at the Rumble like yeah you're going to have plenty of people out there they're going to there's going to be a pop for him but most people watching him be they're like if you're watching with like people who don't really watch him be like who's that if right. people only watch WWE yeah. they're like who's that guy he has a title like what's he from and like you can explain them, oh it's a big deal and they'll be like whatever but it's like come on and by the time you on. explain it to him the match is over and yeah. I mean, not he's thrown out. out. <laughs> and, for the, and for the love of God, guys, don't get your hopes up so much that you boo, you know, Rey Mysterio at number 30 again. Like, come on. Like, fuck it. Let's let's be adults here, folks. Come on. Yeah, no, that's 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 never that was great. with somebody that was in the company that should have been in the Rumble. So just just fucking yeah. pump the brakes, folks. It's gonna be like number yep. 30 is going to be Dom Mysterio is going to get booed. I mean, they're just making anyway. Dolph Ziggler every year because he's done it a couple times and people just get mad and Dolph eats it up. So, yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I just I, I love the idea, but it's just God, just like let's chill. Let's just chill. Just chill, baby. Chill. I agree. Just chill. Anything else you want to talk about the shine worthy? Yeah, Mad Cat Moss dressing up as McIntyre. You're putting this in the shine. I did yeah, not expect this. I thought this. this was fucking great, man. How do you know? This is just like sometimes when I'm watching wrestling. I just, I just want to have some fun. And this was so fucking fun. Was it cringe? Absolutely. These guys are always cringe, but that's why I enjoy it. Cause it's just, it's fucking fun. It's just, it was fun. It was silly. It was goofy. Gave me a nice laugh on a Friday night, uh, late at night when I was watching this. Finally, it's just like, you just got to appreciate it. And Mad Cop Moss does not get the appreciation he deserves. Like our boy Guthrie gives him. He's the only person that gives Mad Cap the correct amount oh of credit, God. which is Stop all the credit it. in the world. Don't stroke but Guthrie, please. I, no, seriously. I, I did love this like and it was fun and uh, i was surprised the happy boys beat the vikings because i felt the vikings were getting pushed but you know who knows uh, maybe push right out the door who fucking knows at this point man? yeah Holy i don't i doubt it vince I, loves costumes of course he does war they have a new theme song so everybody's gonna be fine right who cares who fucking cares moving on i don't think there's anything else that's uh, exciting about it because i you know i was just surprised that he was wearing a kilt and suspenders like that made me laugh 
You know what I mean? Like exactly. That was already like, in. I was already enough. In. I didn't did care it. about the he, rest of it. He really went with the with the accent too. Like he really laid it on thick, which was funny. Um, it the only reason I looked at him and I kept thinking of that fucking commercial was like, now let's think of with your dipstick. Like I just, <laughs> that was it for me. That was it. It was funny. It was fucking hilarious. So I, I, I mean, that's something that I thought I would put in my shine. So I'm glad you beat me to the bush because I did not expect you to do that. So good for you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a happy boys guy. So you you are know, I appreciate boy. it. Anything yeah. else you want to get more? <sighs> I, I have other things that I like pieces of. I'm willing to hold off on them, but I will. If you have nothing else, I'll use this as a transition because, you know, I got to hype up the match of the year tonight, baby. Grayson Waller, once again, on Monday Night Raw, attacked AJ during the match with Theory. And the best part of this was Theory being like, oh, fuck, I just lost. But wait a minute, I can still get my selfie. Because <laughs> I'm getting a selfie. I'm You're cool, like, the, cool, dude. The, it's just like, it's just, I don't know. It's just good. And then I, I don't, you probably haven't seen it because they literally posted right before we started recording. But he, uh, Grayson Waller cut a promo in front of the ECW arena. And it was actually fucking really good. This kid... This kid's like little promos on his cell phone have been have been next level for me. I honestly, legitimately, am very excited for this match tonight because this this match just has those old school NXT feels of like a main roster person coming down, working a short program with a young star, kind of to see what they got against some of the best. I think it's exciting for AJ. So I'm really excited for NXT 2.0 this week. I know we pretty much previewed the show last week, um, so we don't have to go too crazy with it this week. But I just think that it's, it's cool that it, this feud has not just lived on NXT because I think part of the way that you do boost up NXT a little bit is to have a little bit of a crossover here and there every now and then, because it makes people more apt to tune in on Tuesday nights because hey, it is on the same channel. So why not give it a shot? Yeah. I don't disagree with you, but I will say Grayson Waller makes my skin break out. So, you know, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't. I honest to God. I, I know why he's there. He's, he, you know, he has a, he has a reason for being there. I understand that. Um, and it's not like, Oh, the gimmick's working. It's just like, like so, I, I don't I don't know what happened. You probably watched it, maybe fast forward, but it was like they cut to the back too early, and you could see the yeah, referees like rushing everybody. And I just yeah, was they, like, well, because they they literally Grayson's halfway up the ramp, and so they clearly were going to cut to an interview, but it's like he was only halfway up the ramp when they cut to it, yeah. so they kind of jumped the gun. So it was awkwardly on like the the backstage, and they had to cut back out to the rain, and then eventually they got yeah uh, Grayson to go through the curtain and did the interview so it was weird. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was definitely weird. a little snafu but honestly I you know in, in a perfect world of WWE I I looked at it and I thought more about it I'm like it was there but it also made me go it's live like I'm excited it's that, live television I'm yep. excited there's a wart for once you know what I mean like let's let's have some warts on this puppy because honestly AJ against you know Austin Theory I was like ooh, they're gonna save this clearly and obviously Waller would come out because why wouldn't he but I was just it was I was watching it going like oh good like let's they and, and even like I'll put it in the jobber alert I thought this was fucking great you know Omas Omas like first off he was beating up people in the hallway which I thought was great because I guess next week it's Reggie and that'll be fucking mm-hmm. hysterical but Nick Sanders God bless his soul jobber alert um got his ass handed to him and uh, but did you best, see what he had on his neck on his neck he had a neck tat did he. Yeah, so everyone oh, was like, no. literally, WWE crafted a jobber to look like Cody. Oh, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> I, like After they said it, I was like, you know what? I kind of, because they kind of had the blonde hair and he had the pink tights, which Cody oh, wears Jesus sometimes. Christ. I was like, they're literally, this is this is how they respond. They That's never mentioned it by name. That's a little no, much. No, it's great. Okay, it was great. But There's I no I correlation. I was like, this is great. They didn't even go, They did, yeah, they looked at the kid and was like, ah, you got love handles. You'll be fine. You know, like, it's fine. You know, whatever. 
That guy, that guy never saw, like, I laughed when Graves said something along the lines of, like, that guy just served me a meal in the diner. Like, I just, <laughs> I lost it. I, I want more jobber matches. I want more enhancement local talent. Like, I think this is great. It's three to five minutes of your time. Everybody looks great. Everybody gets destruction. Again, palate cleanse, and we're out. Bottom of the hour. That's exactly Agreed. where it is. That's why we're the jobber knocker. We want more of this shit. Like, it's, it works. It fucking works. And I, 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 I just can't. I, I mean, like, we need to slowly build Omas anyway. So this is perfect. This is fucking great. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think they need to they need to slow play this all the way to WrestleMania. I don't know how they're going to eliminate him from the Rumble with unless it's forty eight guys doing it. But you know, there's enough husses that'll be in that Rumble that it, maybe you know, Johnny Knoxville, maybe Johnny Knoxville, a Brock Knoxville or a Roman or someone like that will get get the big spot. Maybe Cesaro gets a big spot. He's done it before. You Let's know, swing him out over the top rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Um, okay. Yeah. Anything else you want to get? You want to get kind of heady. We can. Um, there's something that I, I did. There were parts I really liked about it, but then, I mean, you clearly must have it in your heat because you haven't brought it up. But, uh, you know, I'm a sucker for when you get the cheap heat sports reference pops. So when the Miz said, says that he stands with Ben Simmons, I popped. I love that shit. This is part of the reason why I watch wrestling. Just like it's so easy, but not enough people do it. But the best, like the Mizzes, the Jerichos, the Kevin Owens, the MJFs, they always fucking do it. And that is the cheap pops. I stand with Ben Simmons. I was in the set. Him and Edge had all the references um, going on here. I, I uh, believe Rollins and Big E had some too. But it's just stuff like that. Like, especially when you're a crowd like Philly, who was always a very hot and fun crowd. It's like, it's such an easy reference. And it always just gets the crowd back up to where you need them to be. And then they'll stay hot. So I actually overall, like, for the most part, I think Cutting Edge was mostly shine for me. But I'm curious your take. Philadelphia. I, I thought that was great when he came out yep. Philadelphia you're filthy and I was like I popped I mean I popped for a different reason obviously but I'm not going <laughs> to say why um, they were popping yeah I mean you know Twitter said a bunch of it um but no, I, I I laughed real hard at certain parts of that but the thing that I I, I, I sat there and I was like okay Maurice Maurice didn't say anything that was part of the whole gimmick Miz did his that was great but then here we go. I'm going to hit it right in the heat. Yeah, get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Beth Phoenix, don't talk. Don't fucking talk. Like, I just, she was an NXT commentator. Oh, my God. Like, come on, man. Like, come on. Like, I was sitting there, and I'm like, and like, I don't know. It, it is what it is. And I get that, like, they're married, and it's cute and whatever. Like, I understand that. It was pretty cute. It Honestly, was, like, cute. For, for two, like, ass kickers that yeah. are, like, badasses and, like, always, it did come off, like, I did come off liking them more. Even, like, sure. it's so hard, I think, to be that baby face, like, couple, especially when you're facing fucking Miz, yeah. who's just fucking shooting daggers at you. I think they did, but I think, I agree, definitely. Like, it's, like, there's not much Beth could do to not come off as, like, uh, that whatever. Right. But it just, to me, I, that's why I didn't hate the segment, because I'm, like, I did come out liking them, even though it's so hard to do. Right. And I think the hard part for me, JC, is when I watched her, I was like, I don't, I, there's nothing I can I actually pinpoint. Like, I love Beth Phoenix. Like, I like, I like what she does inside the ring, but it was just like, and I, and I, and I, maybe, maybe it's something that they just can't teach. Like, I believe Edge, even though he takes me 10 minutes to understand him, <laughs> you know, Beth Phoenix is sitting there and it's like, again, the acting and the like, the like down boy, like, all right, whatever. I'll, I understand that. Whatever. It's like, my, my wife can deadlift a truck and she's going to beat you and pulverize you. And it's like, I get it. I get it. But 
you think it's that she's just not a natural baby face? Because her best work, I think, was always as like that mega heel. Like I don't. I, her, just, I, I, I think, think for her to be an effective baby face, she's just gonna kick ass and not talk. And I so. think. I think. I think this is the hardest. This is the hardest part that I have here. And maybe, man, again, maybe just nestle. Shut the fuck up and wait two weeks, right? Probably. Probably. <laughs> the hardest part for me to sell about this, and I, I'm excited for the the, the match because I'm I'm hopeful. I'm gonna put. Uh, you know, I'm going to put down a 10 spot on the Miz and Maurice because I think that they're going to win. Ooh. I think there's some well, type WrestleMania, of you ready? Hold on, hold on. Because I was going to bring this up if we talk about the Rumble in a little bit. Oh, but... you're going to take about spots? Well, no, there are some odds. If you put some money on Miz and Maurice, yeah, you could be very rich if they do win. So, Well, I don't bet, but c- can I give you money and you bet for me? <sighs> no, that's not going to work because then it's going to be ugly if I win. Because you're not going to. I just, I, I don't want. You to, I just don't want to throw away your money, you know. Because I, throw I just, away. I don't, wow. I don't see any world that they win. All right, here. Like they, I don't even think the Miz and Maurice want to win this match. Here's, they here's, just want to be in it. Like they don't want to win this. Oh no, I, it's I, better I, if I, they lose. I understand. I understand. But there's something for me where I just think about. Here's the other thing too that I and I, I think this is my original point that I want to talk about, JC. They're the ass kicker baby faces. They're not going to be in peril unless they're going to be somehow in peril in the next two weeks that jeopardizes the match. Like, right now, it's like, oh, Maurice ran away, you know? And it's like, great, The Miz is screwed. Find out what happens next week. You know, it's like, I, I would have, I'm sure it'll work, but how, Beth Phoenix is never in peril unless she's injured, you know what I mean? So unless, unless they go out of their way to do something to make and humanize Beth Phoenix, I'm going to be a little skeptical of what's going to go on. Because Edge, Edge can flip it on, and it's like, oh, well, he's got a neck injury, and, uh, you know, all that other shit. But it's hard for me to, to look at Beth Phoenix and go, like, why can't she just tear a fucking phone book in half? You know what I mean? Like, she's fucking Superwoman. You know well, what, what, I mean? if, what if this match was always just supposed to be a squash? Where it's just like they both is. just, they beat the fuck out of Miz. Because here's the thing. Miz and Maurice are pretty invincible. And, like, literally, like, they're, they can, they are the perfect, like, heels for any couple in the world. That's why they've had a lot of these couple matches. Because they don't ever need to win because it doesn't matter because their resumes do speak for themselves and the Miz can come out the next night and cut a better promo after a loss than he would have win so didn't they beat Daniel Bryan and and Brie Bella I don't know but they lost to Cena and Nikki because we had the proposal that one fact checkers get on it hashtag you know I do my research I honestly don't remember but it just it just it doesn't I, I just I can't see a world where they Unless if it's like ridiculous and they're setting it up to do it again. I'm like, this really does feel like the finale where sure. it's just going to be like, this will be like the thing, but right before the the men's rumble, which will probably main event, this will be like the little like short thing where it just comes out. You do the cool entrances, maybe you have a pre-match promo and then it's just fucking ass kick, ass kick, move, move, edge and Beth pose. Live sex I, celebration. I, sure. Um, Dueling live sex celebrations with the AEW judges that never had to do anything and they rate oh, the performances. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, well, you want to put that in your heat? You want to put that in your heat? There's judges out there eating popcorn? I no, mean, I thought the judges, I thought that they needed to have the judges. No, so I'm like, at least know. we're going to have a definitive conclusion of this bullshit. Do you want, so here's, here's the thing. AEW for me this week, not necessarily heat, but I looked at it and I went, well, what was the fucking point of doing the 60 minute thing? Like, in my opinion, what the fuck? Well, like, I think they had, I think honestly, they put themselves in the position where they, they had to do it because you still set it up. It's still two guys fighting. So it's like if they just dragged it out and had another decision, it would feel so scripted. At least by doing this, it was like, oh, they took the uh, precautions this time and they didn't need it. So to me, it doesn't bother me because a lot of the times when like, 
uh, like I watch a lot of UFC. I've been a lot of UFC. You'll look at a match and be like, oh man, this is a banger. There's no way one of these guys gets knocked out. One of them fucking gets knocked out in the first round. And there could be one like, oh man, this is going to be an absolute war. No way it gets out of the first round. Thing goes five rounds and is a boring fight. So it just, I, to me, it's like you have to do that every now and then because even though we know wrestling is scripted, it's like sometimes you just got to script it a little differently. You know, it keeps people on their toes. Keeping, uh, you know, the theme of on your toes, JC, uh, Johnny Knoxville threw uh, Sami Zayn over the top rope and had a promo backstage with him. That existed. Can you say your thing? Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Case closed. Next. Yeah, that was. I don't want to talk about him. It's like the MV, M- MTV show. Get off the bus. Next. That was great. <laughs> I love that show. I used to I used to know somebody that was on that show. It was pretty fucking funny. Oh, that was legit my favorite show for like a short period. I was just like I couldn't get enough of it. It was so good. So I just walk up next and the person was just like, what the fuck? If you ever if you ever get the Pluto channel, there's a free there's a bunch of free channels on Pluto. One of them is like the MTV reality shit. So it's like that oh. and a bunch of others. Like the uh, one where your parents it, uh, get to pick. Dorm Raiders? Yeah, uh, parental control, like all those shows. Yeah, all, oh, those shit those, dude, all those shows were yeah. so money. Yeah, so, so terribly wonderful in every single way. Uh, but we got, we digress them. So we could talk about, uh, <laughs> we could talk about that all day. <laughs> with Kev. What was the one, what was the one with the dude, the pickup artist? Never mind. We, we uh, yeah. That's over our boy Kev do and uh, Michael P. Downing, but that's fine. Uh, no, look, there's not a lot that I want to talk about more here, but. The thing that drives- I'll talk about my heat of the week then. Okay, you go Lashley said the hurt business is done. He killed my dreams. He didn't leave it open for it anymore. He broke up with the hurt business officially. He broke my heart. So Bobby Lashley, you get my heat of the week for wow. being an asshole. That was strong. Yeah, it hurt my feelings. I love strong. the hurt business. Like he, they only kept the like you know re- like reference it every like month. I'll be happy, but literally one of my favorite factions ever. I loved it. It was so perfect. And to Lashley being like the interesting problem was like. Bobby Lashley fights alone. Yeah, no, you don't. You got MVP by your side still, buddy. Are you foreshadowing or are you just an idiot? I hope he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah no, but but seriously, don't take away MVP too because then you're really stripping sending Lashley out there naked. We've seen that before. We don't want it. By the way, I've never really noticed a lot that Bobby Lashley's like missing a tooth. He like grinned I'm, real big and I was really? like, wow, he's missing a tooth. I mean, he is a fighter. No, He I know, was like just, a real fighter too, so he definitely yeah. got hit in the mouth. Yeah, it was just odd. It was like, he has perfect teeth, and then you're, just, you're looking, you're like, wow, there's a giant hole over there. Huh, huh. Just something I noticed because I'm, you know, me, but it is what it is. It's true. Moving on, speaking of something that bothers me all the time and breaks out in rashes, six-man tag, Profits and Damian Priest. Which one are we getting? Doesn't matter because Dirty Dogs and Apollo Wolf beat them in a six-man tag that nobody cares they, about. I, didn't, I honestly fast-forwarded this. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the most egregious thing, JC, since you are an entrance guy, and I'm curious how you feel about this, and maybe you had already fast-forwarded. They go out of their way to do the Street Profits entrance. They go to commercial. They come mm-hmm. back. Heels are already in the ring. Mm-hmm. Then they do the, de- the Damien They do Priest. this shit all the time. I know, but They do it time. all the time, which it's so stupid. But again, like if you're putting together the show, I get it. It's a I mean, it's, I, I get it. Like, cause it's one of those things. It's like, you only want to show the baby face entrances, but you're trying to do one before and do one after. So it's, it's really, it's super dumb, but they do it all the time. Uh, I just, it of all me, the maybe. things that I can shit on them for, at least I got That's to see the cool entrances. And I didn't want to see the dirty dog entrances anyways. I would have loved to see Apollo's entrance because that was my favorite one. That entrance has the best backdrop. I just so went good. for WrestleMania actual tigers. <laughs> actual tigers. You think he's going to be booked in a singles match again in WrestleMania? Think, no, he's he's he he got his moment. That's it. He did, and it was cool. But That's I just, it. I mean, 
this year. He's in that uh, battle royal. So, so here we go. So, second, uh, something that I wanted to throw out here that just throw me. It's again, you know, whatever. So we have the twenty four seven promo here where they're talking about like they're eating Philly's cheesesteaks. They throw them at Tamina and the whole blah 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 blah. But here's the other thing that drove me insane. JC is they dissolved to Omas, you know, beating up Reggie, who were already in the same promo down the hallway. It just to me, it was like, did they get that far? Like it just it was bizarre to me. It didn't make any goddamn sense to me at all. And I just thought, why would you adjacently put Omas next to that? I don't understand. I really don't. Because understand. next week he's gonna throw Reggie around like a fucking rag doll. It's gonna be great. Because Reggie is gonna sell for him. He's also gonna do his flip. Like this match is literally gonna be Reggie avoiding Omas doing his flippy shit to get the crowd popping. Then Omas is gonna crush him, crush him and kill him. And then you know, no, it'd be great. No, it'd be great if Dana Brooke and him had a stare down. He beat up Dana too. Whoa, 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 whoa. That means he's hey, if Corbin can give an end of days to Becky Lynch, Omas can pile drive Dana. Hey, hey, you, hey. you should be into that. You're loving the Reggie hey, thing. Hey, so. I am. I am. But that, that, she's not your enemy. That's what the song uh, says. She's she ain't my enemy. friend either. <laughs> she's not like most girls, by the way. Get that fucking title out of my face. But you know what would be great? Maybe Omas just calls it and doesn't care about it. He's unbeatable anyways, and he just fucking drags it around. Puts it yeah. in his pocket. Yeah, it'd be fucking great. Fucking yeah. wonderful. Uh, we didn't talk about the main event, Raw. Triple threat. Pretty decent. Kind of sloppy, as per usual, but... Uh, I enjoyed it, though. I, I enjoyed good. the match. Uh, our boy Dom said uh, the minute Becky went on commentary, he just went over to the bowl game, so... I will say this. Her talking during the match was rough, but she did, like, I think, enhance the match towards the end with some of her reactions. Because I think any time, like, you have someone who constantly dismisses people, and then all of a sudden acts impressed for something, I think it does put it over a little bit, but, yeah, I don't, I don't need her fucking running her gums throughout the match because I had a lot of fun in this match. These are three women I'm very high on, three women that enjoy in the rain, even if it is a little sloppy. But like I said, when you get some of these like powers and these multi-person matches, like I don't mind a little of the slop because I think it adds some to it. It is a fight after all. Um, I, I obviously saw the results well before I watched it. And I was like, of course, do drop on this massive losing streak. Of course, she's going to gonna win. But then I watched it and I was like, you know what? Becky did cost Belair. It was clear as a clean, clear crystal clear that Belair was going to win this match. Becky cost her because she wanted to face an easier opponent. That story still isn't finished. They continue to push that to the back burner, which I don't hate. Like I said last week, like I really thought maybe this would be the one-off at the Rumble, but who knows whether this is the WrestleMania match or down the road, like that story isn't finished. And I think the longer you put it off, the better it will be because we constantly complain all the time about WWE, not letting things breathe. But this is how, if you're keeping Bianca a baby face and want to give her another run, you got to kind of screw her a few times. And this was a big screw job. And uh, Liv was just in there to get dropped by the dew. Um, so she was due. Ha ha ha. As I mentioned, because of that eight match losing streak, but <sighs> I mean, Becky said she wanted to work with a lot of the younger women. She's going to get a chance here with Dewdrop. This match is probably by far the least excited thing for me at the Rumble, but it is cool that Dewdrop gets an opportunity because I am high in her. I think she's good. It just, this, I don't know, this isn't the way I would have booked it, but the fact, the way that they cost Belair, it made a lot more sense to me. And I didn't hate it as much as when I just read it on Twitter. Right. And I just, I'm sitting here going, we're going to put Becky back into the, the gray area again for Dewdrop for the next three weeks. You know, it's like, oh no, we're cheering Becky this time, but we're supposed to fucking hate her. Woohoo! You know, uh, I think she's getting she, Dewdrop is getting some of the biggest heat on the show right now and has been for a few weeks. That's what happens when you put her up against Bianca and no, Dewdrop like that. The booze that she got coming out, the booze that she got during the match, and the booze that she got when she won. Philly no, no, put her no, over, just, man. That's saying, what you're supposed to do for I'm, a heel. I'm just saying, now, now you have Becky though. No, I agree. That's that's it's, why it's this bizarre. is that's it's another bizarre. reason why I wouldn't have done this. Yeah, but. it's bizarre. It, it and I understand they have a general logic of we got to get to the next thing, got to get to the next thing because there's there's always bigger and better down the line. I understand that, but 
you get you 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 just aren't you're non-committal with Becky Lynch. You're absolutely non-committal with Becky Lynch. It drives me insane. Yeah. Drives me insane. Get to the point where she's a real heel. Seriously, real heel. Like, let's do it. I'd like that too, but they just they haven't wanted to commit to it. They just haven't. Ah, ah. ah. It, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It does. Yeah. Anything else? We're gonna get hopeful. Uh, I mean, New Day Usos was a rerun, whatever. I didn't care much about it. Seth beat Biggie clean as a sheet. Uh, that was probably one of the better matches of the week. But I just, I felt like just having this match randomly in the nine o'clock hour when you were trying to hype it as a WrestleMania main event. I'm like, well, this is why it isn't a WrestleMania main event because you're willing to just put it on a random raw in the nine o'clock hour and have your former champion of like a week ago lose clean as a sheet, which I get. It makes sense. Seth, you got to prop him up a little, but it just. You know, he probably could have done that against someone else, and he could have probably saved this match. But whatever, uh, it is what it is. I doubt, that, I, doubt, I doubt they're facing each other at WrestleMania. But if they are, they're not. Like, they're not. You know, like, they're not. All right, I'm just saying. Just saying. Maybe we can maybe we can quickly talk about this here because I'm I, I'm just curious what you think because the only reason I'm bringing this up is because there aren't clear favorites, so um, the odds books clearly have no idea who's winning these rumbles. But who do you think is a favorite right now in the men's rumble? Uh, let's see. Nestle Domus picks. KO. Nope. Really? He is way down the list. Wow, I'm terrible at this. This is why I don't bet. KO is plus 2,500. 25 Can you to one. Explain that to a, to a, to a five year old like me. So um, I'll, I'll say the favorite right now is plus 350. Okay. So if you bet $100, you'd win 350. If you bet Kevin Owens for $100, you'd win 2,500. Woo. I could do that. But who do, who do you think is the favorite? I'll give you another guess. Oh, God. I mean, I would assume Big E. Yeah, Biggie's the favorite at plus 350. Brock comes in at plus 400. Mcintyre plus 750. Roman Reigns plus 1,000. The Rock plus 1,000. Those are your top five favorite the in the Rock men's Rumble. The Rock fucking coming. I know, but it's just it's one of those things. Like That's why the odds right now, I feel like we can talk about them because they do that to protect themselves because they're protecting themselves in the women's match. Who do you think the women's favorite is? Charlotte. Nope. Liv? Nope. It's someone who's not active right now. She's injured. Mickey? G- oh, no. Uh, Asuka? No, Bailey. Bailey. Wow. Bailey's a favorite, plus four hundred. But then the person who I currently has pegged as my winner, I do have time to change it. Uh, Bianca's at six hundred. Alexa's at eight hundred. Sasha's at eight hundred. Rhea's at eight hundred. Then Raquel's ten to one. Charlotte's twelve to one. Paige is fourteen to one because we're Damn. never gonna let that die. But that just kind of shows you. It's like it's one of those things. Like the only reason Bailey's a favorite right now is because. They don't have a clear cut winner, but they want to protect themselves against the, the biggest person coming back because people seem to think maybe she will. Maybe Bailey's ahead of schedule, but from her original timeline, as we discussed the other day, like she'll be, she could easily be back for Mania, but the Rumble, she'd have to really have a quick recovery. But, hey, John you know, it'd be, it. it'd be awesome. Exactly. And, you know, we know Bailey's awesome. And she definitely, if she comes back, would be a heavy favorite. So, but it just, I thought that's interesting just to bring it up at this point, a couple weeks away, just to show that. They have no idea on either side who's going to win. And the the odds they have set are pretty much protecting themselves by having like guys like The Rock so high and Bailey so high. But I think especially in the women's, like especially with the Sasha injury with her in doubt, because to me, I've thought this for months that this was her rumble to win because they when you look at rumble champions, always, it's always upper echelons. And she doesn't have one yet. I think SmackDown's gone out of their way the last few months to keep Sasha and Charlotte away from each other as much as they could. Like, you literally had Sasha sidekicking Tony Storm trying to put her over just to keep Sasha and Charlotte away from her. So I'm like, that to me feels like a mania match. And so who knows? Maybe Charlotte wins the Rumble and then fucking picks her opponent and that's how they do it. Like, you never know. But it just, it's... To me, that's why, as of right now, I'll put my line in the sand. I think Bianca's winning the Rumble. I'm going to repeat. That's how she's going to get her Becky match because I'm looking at it. I'm like, unless if you pull the trigger on a Ripley or a Liv, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't think Bailey. I, I could see Bailey doing it for sure, I, but I, I just. I don't know. I don't see it this year. I Maybe mean, in the I, future, I, but I think with the caveat of Charlotte being in there and picking her opponent, I think she's a shoe in to win. I, I, I think a shoe in. That would get booed and be great. I, yeah, great yeah, way yeah. to kick off the show. The other thing too is, and I guess I, I. I don't know if I said this to you or not, but this is how I feel about it. Right? Brock Lesnar went in there, you know, for Drew McIntyre to do his thing. Do we have a similar moment, or? Are we just are we really getting to the point where it's like we got nobody fucking left? I'm just gonna pick my own person. You know what I mean? Or 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 should she have the night off if she wins? You know, like is that obviously you don't get the mania payday, obviously. Yeah, no, she'd want the she'd want I mean she pretty much said in her promo, like, I wanna choose my opponent in the main event. I don't think she's gonna win. I think she'll probably come down at the end because I think who if you end with her and Bianca, that not only does that tease an awesome match, but you have Bianca Eliminator, like that's how you ensure that. Because you never know with these crowds sometimes. I think Bianca would get cheered either way. But if it comes down to like Bianca, Liv, and like fucking Bailey, there's a chance that like people might want the other two more than Bianca. But it comes down to Bianca Charlotte, like they're not, they're going to cheer when Charlotte gets eliminated. So I do think they're going to tease the hell out of it. But I would actually have put her pretty low on my list of people who would win. I'd probably, right now, I, I, I'm picking Bianca, but I think Rhea is my top dark horse. I think Liz is another dark horse. And then by some miracle, I like, if Sasha could somehow be in this thing, I, I still think she wins it. I just, given that medical diagnosis, it doesn't seem possible. And she can easily get her match another way. But, you know. Then, then besides that, to me, it, it is Bailey would be the other possibility. I don't really see many other possibilities beyond those few. What about Bailey and uh, Becky Lynch? Yeah, no, I think you go Bailey, Becky Lynch, or Bailey Charlotte. I think you easily could do that. I just, I don't know if they're going to do that. And I don't know if she's ready. That's the other caveat, too. That's why I think this is cool, is that we're at the point right now, a couple weeks out, where there's nothing clear cut. The men's, like, sure, you could you could really put in, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's obvious they're going to give it to Big E. But it's like, I don't think it's that obvious at all. So... Well, there you have it, folks. Degenerate gambling brought to you by JC, the JC book. <laughs> and if he if he gets any money, we'll know. I'm sure of it, but I doubt it. I'm probably gonna bet Bianca. I'm not gonna lie, because I, I do feel good about it. I can put my money where my mouth is. So all right, all right. You want to get hopeful? Wanna, wanna, yeah, wanna glorious. May I? Go? You're my only hope. May I? Yeah. Go? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll go. I'll go. Give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, so uh, we we saw this past week, or I guess if you're listening, Monday. Um, you know, we saw on Raw the journey uh, back. For Alexa Bliss. I love this segment. I thought it was wonderful. Uh, I'm glad she was still kind of the uh, Angelica Pickles on, on acid. I thought that was great. I really liked the uh, psychiatrist. Didn't remember his name, so I apologize. Um, but I looked at this and I went, oh, yeah. She could win the Rumble. She could fucking win the Rumble. My hope here is that she slowly, methodically wins the Rumble somehow. Goes after Charlotte. And we have this long, drawn-out thing with Charlotte because I think... Having, if you looked closely, there was a Ouija board, manifestation, all this stuff they could do with Lily. I would love for them to get a proper feud with Charlotte and Bliss here with like all the accoutrements for WrestleMania, all the crap, all the voodoo, whatever you want to do. Making Charlotte kind of a voodoo person, like, you know, like making, you know, things happen to her and shit like that. I would eat that up. I think it'd be wonderful. And I think that the only way you're going to endanger Charlotte of, like, losing is if, like, there's some, like, hex on her. I think that's the only way that this could be, you know, because you think about Bliss versus Charlotte, you're like, eh, I could, I could kind of see Bliss winning on her own. But having all the gaga with it, I'm in. I, I, think, I think we're getting to a point where it's going to be Bliss and Charlotte somewhere down the line. But I'm really hopeful that we get to Mania because for me, I think it's just, it screams extra. It just screams something more. 
And they went out of their way to show Charlotte. They went out of their way to talk about the doll. They went out of their way to be like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll see you next week, Doc. So I expect, especially with Charlotte, to be in the Rumble, there's going to be some type of, maybe she's the one that throws out Charlotte. I don't know. But I would I would go so far to say, I would put my line of stand now and say, Bliss versus Charlotte, that's my thing. I'm in. I'm in right now. That's my hope. I'm always in because I think they've had they've had good chemistry over the years, and I, I think they work well together. I don't know if that's where I think WrestleMania will go, but I do think that before or after it could definitely be a very, very intriguing feud. My hope is pretty simple this week, WrestleMania. It is a vindictive hope. I hope the Hurt Business joins Brock Lesnar and says, fuck you, Bobby Lashley at the Rumble. Cost that motherfucker the title because he doesn't deserve it after he broke up with the Hurt Business. Obviously, Shelton and Lesnar, like, they're buds. They're buds from back in the day, so it makes sense, but it's pretty short and simple. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. This is the first time ever I've ever given a vindictive hope. You are very vindictive. Yeah, hell yeah. People don't know that about you, JC. You're a very vindictive person. Not really. Just that Bobby Lashley when he breaks up my favorite faction of all time, asshole. What if he breaks your face? Well, he can try. Well, you can give him your address. Catch me first. What are you, fucking Leonardo DiCaprio? Gotta catch me if you can? Give me a fucking Yeah, catch me if you can. Speaking of catch me if you can, don't call it a comeback. I'm giving it to Chad Gable and Otis, the Alpha Academy, who I've already waxed poetic about, but I want to kind of look at their careers. You know, Chad Gable obviously came up and it was an amazing tag teams over the years, but then he kind of fell into like purgatory in WWE and he went through the shorty G gimmick, which I loved. I thought it was great. Uh, he actually uh, competed in the King of the Ring finals against Corbin. They had some awesome matches, but besides that, he just kind of like, he was at the point in his career where it's like, is this it for Chad Gable? Are we ever going to see him like as someone who matters in this company again? Well, he kind of got a second life with this whole Alpha Academy and Otis. And he actually just posted something while you were doing your hope. I saw it on Twitter about 10 minutes ago while we're recording here at uh, noon. Um, is that he posted a photo of him and Otis from 2011 when they were like, were wrestling collegially and they talked about having this moment together. So I didn't even know that they knew each other back then. That's actually a really cool extra thing for me. But, you know, you look at that for Gable, like he was at a point where he could have been one of those guys that were just future endeavor and we never could have seen again. And he probably could have done great things elsewhere, but he was able to resurrect his career in WWE because he's the man. And I look at Otis. This was a guy who was in a goofy tag team. I didn't care for it much, but then he had this incredible storyline with Mandy Rose for the better part of over a year. He won money in the bank. He lost it to the Miz, never got his thing. And it was at the point now where it's like, well, was that the mountaintop for Otis? Is he either going to be a champion in WWE or is he a guy that now that, they kind of like dropped this Mandy storyline. Is he going to waste away into nothing? No, these guys found each other. They became a fun tag team. They kind of grinded. They were just kind of middling on SmackDown, but they've come to raw and they've taken, you know, the made the most of their opportunity here and uh, they've rebuilt themselves and now they're champions. Um, don't you dare ever boo education. I love these guys. I'm happy for them. So they both get my comeback because I think their journeys back to these titles is very cool, and I'm very appreciative, and I loved it. It's a bold statement. It's a bold statement, JC. Mm-hmm. Studs. My comeback this week goes to Nikki A-S-H. I cannot believe I'm actually saying this. Yes, the, the whole thing was whatever. It, it perturbed me in different ways. Uh, the acting was subpar. Rhea Ripley, every time she turned, they went, would you look at the back on her? She's just <laughs> jacked. Like, and, 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 and to be blindsided, that, that double choke that she hit her with, I was like, man, that was a blind side. That was great. And then, of course, they beat each other up. But the acting, oh, the acting was terrible. But they rebounded so well because all I could think about was I could, I could get behind Nikki A.S.H. being still a superhero, being like, you're going to sit here and boo a superhero? You're going to sit here and choose her? 
You're going to sit here. I'm saving. I am a, I am a goddamn American treasure. And you guys are going to boo me. She's going to, she's, someone made a joke on it on Twitter and they, I'm sorry, I don't have it up right now. But they were like, they're already doing that in AEW <laughs> where a superhero is really a bad guy. And I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. You're right. But at least she's, you know, on more on the nose. She's a, she's a superhero. And, and honestly, I can think about this. I'm like, Rhea Ripley's going to be fine. Doesn't fucking matter what Rhea Ripley does. Nikki, mm-hmm. Nikki ASH needs some fucking, like, she needs something. She's the only, she's a three-dimensional character. At least she was with this character. At least him for a while. Then it kind of teetered off. And, you know, now she's broken up with in, in a very odd way. Nobody went through, a, you know, a, a window like Marty. But that's fine. Not everybody can be Marty. But I thought about it more and more, JC. I'm in. I, I think this is, this is perfect for her. This is watching her be vindictive. With a, what are you doing? I'm a superhero. I think is is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I think it 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 even if she changes into something, I don't think she needs to change her gear. But if like just mentally wise, if she starts to have an edge with this thing, I think there's a chance to get wheels back on with her another babyface run with this thing too. It has more longevity, I think, just based on this entire one thing. That's my. No, I agree. I, I think I think this is a good Come decision. Back. I think the way they did it was good. I think it's cool because. I mean, anyone who watches superhero shows, most of the superheroes don't understand that they're evil. They really do think they're good. They're like, how can you boo me and love that? You know what I mean? And Rhea Ripley obviously has like that gothic look. Like she looks more like the villain than Nikki does. So this makes perfect sense. The storyline makes sense. Is how do you make a breakup that probably easily could have been just like a quick, like whatever and be done with making it compelling. And yeah, I think it definitely gives Nikki ASH a longer cape here to work with because she did. She had her big moment over the summer, won the title and then poof, it was gone. And then, you know, it just has been what it's been. But I do... I was excited by this too. I think it's a nice opportunity they have. Cause like you said, Ray is fine. Ray is back to the main event probably after this, but for Nikki, it's like, it's she, she's the one who needs to really benefit from this. I just want to see a little bit weird. <laughs> like, and honestly you can, you can sit there and be like, Oh, bliss and Nikki are on the same show again. You know, you could do, you could do literally anything. You could do fucking yep. anything. And that, 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 those are when the possibilities are endless. Those, that's the fun part. That's the fucking fun part. So WWE is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. WrestleMania. Thank you, Bubba Gump. Appreciate finish. that. Finish. One, the big two, old finish. three. Get Let's go. We kind of previewed NXT like we said a lot next uh, this week. I don't really have anything to add because, you know, that I'm excited for the crowbar and a pole match. I'm excited for Grayson uh, Waller, uh, AJ Styles in the main event. The show is going to be bumping. But AEW, they have a show this week as well. And uh, a match that I'm actually very looking forward to because I am very high in this guy is Wardlow versus CM Punk. Um, there could be a pinnacle here in this type of feud with uh, the 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 little like things they've been laying down with uh, Wardlow and MJF. I think this is a big uh, pinnacle on this uh, long-term feud they're doing here. So I'm very excited for this match. Yeah, look, I mean, Wardlow is definitely going to lose and that's going to bother me. But, uh, I mean, Mr. Mr. Mayhem is going to do some fun shit. So I think it'll be a good time. I mean, I, here's the thing. I'm starting to realize as much as I love CM Punk, I'm like, he's showing it. He's showing it a little. He's showing he's there's a misstep here and there, and he's he's not the same guy. And something about Wardlow specifically is gonna make me feel like all the warts are gonna be there. I real I really I don't know what it is. It scares me. I feel like this is a matchup where it's like, uh, this is I don't I don't know how to describe it, JC, but I'm looking at it like on paper, this should be fine, but it just it doesn't sit right with me. I think something something's going to be shown here where I'm like, oh, that was a bad investment. I mean, I'm at the point now where I need Punk to lose or turn heel 
But it's the problem is, is the MJF feud is good and they are dragging it out. So none of that is going to happen probably till that point, either the culmination of this feud or after this feud. But yeah, it's just, uh, I like, I, I don't know. It's the, obviously something's going to happen where MJF or Spears are going to cost Wardlow in some way here or some, some chicanery is going to be going down here. So, and I'll think it'll ease it, but yes, CM Punk pinning Wardlow. I'm not, it's not going to stick right with me either, but you know what? Nestlemania. There are other things on Dynamite that maybe you'll be more excited about. Deep and Sheeta four. They've had great matches in the past, but this is the fourth time, I believe. There's no, there's no tiebreaker here. It's just more of the same. So it's, it's yeah. So I, 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 really like, I like their promo last week. I thought that was great. I thought she did a wonderful job with it. I, I laughed when you know Jr. was like, "Of course I'm fucking picking you." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, motherfucker, he's standing right there. Why, why wouldn't he pick you? It'd be stupid to pick somebody else. Uh, but no, look, I, I, I really loved. You know, I love Deep in general. Like, I think she's great. I love deep. There's a joke in there, but um, it's it's she's great. I think we've talked about Sheeta is one of those like when the right partner comes along, she's awesome. You know she does a great job there, and I'm excited for her. Um, so I'll be watching that. You know, headed, you know, very very closely here. But I think Deep's gonna get the win. Yeah, I believe it's two one Sheeta now. So I guess her winning would make sense. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't thought about that much. But a match that I'm actually probably really excited for because I love when you get these power and flying mix-ups, and that is Powerhouse Hobbs taking on Dante Martin. Obviously, you got the whole FTW uh, little feud going on here. Where Ricky Starks is probably going to play a role, but I just think this could be a lot of fun. Anytime you get like the flippy dippy guy taking on the big, the big throwy throwy guy, you know, there's always room for potential. So I'm excited for this match. Well, that was really, really specific. The the, the flippy dippy guy with the throwy throwy guy. Hell yeah, baby! That was that was great analysis. Wonderful now. It is. That's why I pay you the big yeah. bucks. Baby Ricochet and baby. Baby Ricochet. Yeah. Baby Dante's Ricochet. baby Ricochet. Ricochet is a baby. Comparatively. Yeah, but Dante's a baby version of him. Oh, for God's sakes. All right, whatever. Whatever. I can't. I just can't with you. Powerhouse Hobbs should win. Probably won't because Dante needs to face Ricky Starks and then eventually get sent to Hook. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Hook's too busy burying his face in uh, the uh, Yeah. <laughs> a stripper. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, oh man, it's just, it's, it's, it's honestly is perfect for him. He just needs to keep doing shit like this because it'll just elevate this fucking guy even myth, more. Here's a here's a problem though. The myth is going to get so much bigger than the person. Oh like, yeah, no, it's, it's like it's it's just it's at some point it's just going to fall off a cliff. Yeah. But it's one of those things. It's like he's so hold young, on. he'll be fine anyways. Yeah, hold he'll on be fine tight. anyways. Hold on tight, man. Hold on. Tight. Yeah, if he's as good as everyone thinks he is, he'll be fine anyways. His then we also week, have his match this week. Sorry, his match this week was way better, by the way, on Rampage. So you should have checked that out if you didn't. It's it's wonderful. yeah. Speaking of uh, something that happened on Rampage was Sammy Guevara won the interim TNT title, and he's already defending it because a post-match attack by Daniel Garcia. So now we have Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia for the TNT title on Dynamite, and I fell asleep just thinking about it. I was so angry about the interim championship thing. Like, it's not a real fucking sport. For the love of God, I fucking hate the idea. And, like, Sammy, Sammy winning. I get it. But it's, to me, like, here, here's the thing, right? Like having an interim person like this is just like you just took a step back. So now we have to have two titles defended again to make one. And like I like I get it in the UFC. I get it because like actual injuries happen and actual things just go wrong. I get that. But like you could have you could have wrote around this entire thing. You get a five. Yeah, this is the thing. It's like so we're doing it seems like the Cody injury or whatever it is is only going to be a couple weeks. So it's like, okay, just he'll, yeah, just doesn't defend it for a couple of weeks. You do that all the time. But if it's going to be long term, it's like, don't you just strip them? But it's like, it's one of those things. Like, even if it is long term now, like, yeah, they're setting it up where you're going to have two belts, which whatever. It's one of those things where it's like, 
I don't love it. I don't hate it. I don't love who won it because it's just like, oh, great. We're complaining about this guy. We finally got the belt off him. Now it's back on him. And he's in more useless matches, but whatever. It just, I mean, some people are very excited for this. Good for you. I'm not. I think, I think Daniel Garcia and 2.0, like those guys are 32X now. They pop on my TV. I don't think they've done enough to make me care. And then Sammy as a baby face, I just don't care. So. Okay. I mean, and I just laughed. That's where Daniel, I stand. Daniel Bryan said, I, I vote, I, my vote of confidence goes for Dustin because Sammy makes something called the vlog. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's great. His one vlogs is great. Yeah. I think it's great. That's the feud is Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, Sammy Guevara. That's how you make me care about Sammy Guevara, but they haven't done it. So whatever. All right. Anything else you want to move on? I'm done. I think we're done. We're spent. I mean, Grayson Waller tonight. Ugh. Stud. Uh, Wednesday. We've got a lot. Hey, by the way, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus win uh, the tag title. Yes, congrats. Very congrats. happy. I take full credit as I uh, as one of my New Year's resolutions was uh, of their their uh, whatever the fuck they call themselves the pillars. That's that was my Jungle Boy pillar. So there you go, check one off the list, baby. Yeah, that's true. Hashtag JC knows JC's hopes come true. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, know, you, you, you still whoa, don't even fucking sing whoa, the song. Whoa, whoa, no, whoa. You have no See you next rhythm. week. Whoa, 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 whoa.